Good morning. Oops, it's not good morning. I keep doing that. Good evening and welcome to Prayers for Your Day. This is Danita. And today is Thursday, April the 1st, 2021. As always, I give thanks to God for you, for what he is doing in your life and in the lives of your loved ones, all of whom are connected to you directly and are indirectly. I'm so thankful to you all for allowing me to be flexible on this week. Definitely on Monday, we'll get back to praying between 7 a.m. and 8 a.m. But on this week, being on vacation, I'm just trying to take it easy. Um, And I am committed to what I know God has called me to do. Your prayers, your text messages, your phone calls. Please know I just dropped my light, you guys. It's okay. It's a distraction. The devil is a lie. Anyway, um, please know that your calls, your texts, everything, um, I take none of it for granted. I'm extremely appreciative of it and know that when you do send something, uh, even if it's a hey, a shout out, whatever, uh, know that it is always right on time. And I thank you all for that so very much. Please know that I am praying for you and I know you are praying for me. I can feel the prayers of the righteous and I'm thankful for that. Uh, I do want you all to be in prayer about a prayer conference call. I did get a free prayer conference call number. Um, It's crossed my mind a couple of times because I would love for us to go on live over the phone and um, just pray. Pray as the Holy Spirit leads and take some prayer requests. Um, But just be in prayer about that. I want to definitely do what God says. So pray for confirmation. Uh, If the Lord should give you something about the prayer conference, you know, doing a prayer conference call whether it be once, once a week, twice a month, uh, once a month, uh, a certain time, please reach out to me. Let me know what you're hearing from the Lord. Uh, I am in prayer as well. And, uh, I'm going to give my number out. I don't give it out, you know, all the time. I'm gonna give it out again. Uh, 317-716-6655. Um, if you ever need someone to pray uh, with you uh, and you just need someone to touch and agree, uh, you can text me um, and say, hey, I-, I just like for you to touch and agree with me. We'll get a time together and we'll do just that. Um, I know you may not know me personally. I may not know you personally. And that's OK, because the father knows both of us and we are his children. So I'm good with that. This is Holy Week. Um, haven't really done a lot with it this week, but I wanted to definitely make sure that today and tomorrow we acknowledge the fact that it is Holy Week. We acknowledge the fact that Jesus paid the ultimate sacrifice for you and I, and that is that he died on the cross, um, and he paid the ultimate price of penalty for our sins. And so we are extremely grateful and we will continue to be forever grateful that God so loved the world 
that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, that means you and me and whosoever else, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but you're not going to die, but have everlasting life. What a privilege and an honor to live with the father forever and ever and ever. No more sadness, no more tears, just beauty and joy and peace. Amen. Um, as we look at what's, what was going on at Holy Week during this time, uh, it was when um, Jesus had been with the disciples. He, he had acknowledged the fact that one of them was going to betray him. We, of course, know now that that was Judas. Judas, Judas also knew that that was him because Judas had said, is it me? And uh, Jesus said, well, basically, uh, you said it, you know. So Judas knew that he was going to be the one. Jesus knew that he was going to be the one. Yet Jesus broke bread with him anyway. It was in the breaking of the bread that we now take the Lord's Supper. You know, when Jesus said, take this is my body. And he took a cup. He gave thanks. They drank it. And he said, this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. So we do that now in remembrance and as a symbolism of the Lord's Supper. Then on this day, so all of this happened on during the week of Holy Week on this day, whatever this day was at that time. Then it was when Jesus went out to the Garden of Gethsemane. And I will tell you, as I read Matthew 26, 36 through 46, and I'm going to paraphrase for you, um, even though I have it in front of me, I'm going to paraphrase, paraphrase it for you. And then we're going to pray. But what caught my attention in Matthew 26, 36 through 46 is how many times Jesus addressed the disciples. Then he went to pray to the father. As I read that, and I'll read this part of it here. It says, so leaving them again, he went away and prayed for the third time, saying the same words again. And what were those words? Those words were, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Three times, y'all. Three times. He told the disciples, watch and pray, watch and pray so that you don't fall into temptation. Watch and pray because, you know, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So even in that, we know that we have to pray because when we fall off on our prayer life, the flesh does get weak. The flesh does get weak. That's why we pray because we build ourselves up in our most holy faith when we pray in the spirit. That's why it says the spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. 
So we pray so that we may not enter into temptation. And when we pray the word of God, God brings that back into our remembrance. So the Holy Spirit rises up in us. When we encounter different situations, when we encounter different spirits, when we encounter difficult people, because we're prayed up, then, then we can fight our flesh a little bit. We can, we can command our flesh to, to back down. We can command our flesh to be quiet. We can command our flesh to think differently. We can command our flesh to say, mm, this is not in my best interest. But when we move away and we lack in our prayer life, our flesh, our flesh gets weak and we find ourselves in situations that we shouldn't be in. That's one of the things that I pulled from this passage. The other part I pulled from this passage, like I I shared before, is the level of sorrow Jesus had. He said to them, my soul is very sorrowful, even to death. And I kept reading that over and over again. My soul is very sorrowful, even to death. And then it dawned on me that Jesus was sorrowful even to death. That's that sorrow in his soul stayed with him. How do I know? Because when he was on the cross and he cried out, he said, Father, why hast thou forsaken me? He went to the father three times and said the same thing. If it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. I don't know if you all have ever been there, but I've been there where I've prayed and I've prayed and I've prayed and I've spoken the word and I've believed and things didn't work out the way that I thought that they would have. And I remained sorrowful for a very, very long time. And even now, my heart still hurts at times. But I know that the things happened, they had to happen. God allowed them to happen for it was the will of the father. See, nothing can happen to us. That God does not allow. The enemy. The enemy had to go. To God to mess with Job. In the Old Testament, it even says that God. Put a lying tongue in the mouth of the prophets. (laughs) It also says in the Old Testament that God had sent. And you can Google it. I'm, I'm telling you, I, I'm sorry. I need to do better with giving scriptures. But as God brings it back to my remembrance, I just say it. But go back and go, you can Google where God, it's the Bible says that God put a lying tongue. It might say lying spirit in the mouth of the prophets. Then it says that God had sent an evil spirit. 
So everything that happens, God has allowed it. Doesn't mean that God caused it. Hear me clearly. But he allowed it. And so. We have to be able to say. Father. If it be possible. If it be possible. Let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless. Not my will. But yours. And. When Jesus continued to go back, different chapters in the Bible talk about how he had prayed sweats of blood. That's how hard he was praying. That's how sorrowful he was. That's how much he desired that the cup be passed from him. But he understood that. His life was not his own. He understood that it was the will of the father for him to drink the cup. (laughs) Meaning it was the will of the father for him to pay the penalty for our sins through the cross. There's going to be a lot of things that happen in our lives. That we won't understand the death of loved ones. Why we didn't get the job. Divorce, separation. Why our kids and spouses are, are have gone acting like they've lost their mind. There are going to be many things that happen. That we don't understand. And we too will be like Jesus. And we will continue to go to the father and say, let this cup pass from me. We'll continue to do that. (laughs) But like Jesus, there will there will come a time where we will say, not my will, but yours. Because when you get to that place in your situation, if I can just be real, then you will have surrendered it all. When we get to the place where really we say, God, not my will, but yours, that's when we really, really come to understand and recognize that our life is not our own. That truly we were bought with a price. That we don't control anything. That God is sovereign and he is in control. It is in those situations when we say not our will, but yours. Do we really trust God? Do we really take him at his word? The things that he said all along in his Bible that all things work together for the good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. When we say not my will, but yours, we're trusting God that no matter what the cup is, 
it's going to work for our good. When we get to that complete point of surrender and we say, Father, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours. And we realize that we're all alone. And maybe there's nobody we can talk to or maybe, you know, everybody in our family has gone on to glory or whatever. Do we take God at his word that he would never leave us nor forsake us? And that even when our mother and father forsake us, then the Lord will take us up. It is when we really get to the point of total surrenderance. That we too, like Jesus said at the end of Matthew chapter 26, 36, 46, rise, let us be going. See my betrayer is at hand. Do we walk? It is then we walk fearlessly. It is then we are bold and courageous surrendering it all. And I know it might sound like an oxymoron. How can I be bold and courageous and surrender everything unto God? See, the Bible talks about how in quiet and confidence is our strength. Google it. I'm sorry, I don't have the addresses. It just comes up. In quiet and confidence is our strength. When they were taking Jesus to the cross, the Bible says he didn't say a mumbling word. It is when we are weak, we are strong. It is in our surrendering to God. Really, then are we bold and courageous? See, it always. The person who is able to take a hit and not hit back is really the stronger one. The person who is able to be treated a certain way and not respond back the same way they are treated, not because it doesn't hurt, not because um, they, they don't care, but because they're not relying on their own strength, they're relying on the strength of the Father. Uh, Holy Spirit help. In surrenderance, we are bold and courageous. When we are weak, we are strong. And I know it is April Fool's Day. And I know some of you might be thinking, what is she talking about? But God said that he would, he chooses the foolish things on April Fool's Day to confound the wise. So here is Jesus, almighty, all powerful. He can do anything. And yet he goes and prays to the father three times saying the same thing. Then he comes back and says, rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. And he makes himself readily available to his betrayer. It sounds foolish. And here I am saying that when you surrender and you give it all to God, that is when you are being bold and courageous. That is when you can truly say the joy of the Lord is my strength. 
That is when in quiet and confidence is your strength. When people talk about you and you don't try to defend yourself. <laughs> Woo, I've been there. When people go around and they, they talk about how horrible you've been. And you don't give your side of the story. Why? Because you know that it is not your will and my will, but it is the will of the Father. And we all have a cross to bear. We all have a cup to drink and your cup may not be my cup. Somebody's cup may be a health situation. Somebody's cup may be a family situation. Somebody's cup could be a mental health situation. Somebody's cup could be a financial situation where they just can't seem to get a breakthrough. Somebody's cup could be a relational situation. Where they have a desire to, you know, be married and they feel like that they're going to die alone. I don't know what your cup is. I think I'm learning what mine is. And in that, I say that it is not our will, but it is the will of the father. Because it is in the will of the father God shows up and he shows out. It is in the will of the father. We learn to trust him at his word. It is in the will of the father. We become more and more like Jesus Christ. It is in the will of the father. We grow up and we no longer are babes in Christ. But instead, we become strong men and women of God who are rooted and grounded in the things of God. So whatever your cup is on tonight, Jesus went three times. You might have gone 365 times. I've gone sometimes asking the same thing. I know in the last several years, probably, gosh, over, maybe even over 500,000 times. I'm serious. Desperate, right? So sorrowful, just like Jesus. But aren't you so thankful that we have a high priest who has taken all of our infirmities? There's nothing we go through in this world that he hasn't experienced, even to death. So I know I've been long tonight. And the word of God is so meaty. We could just chew on it. We could just talk about this same passage all night. But I say this to encourage you. There comes a time when whatever our cup is, we accept the will of the Father. And we ultimately know, because we believe in his word, that all things are working for our good. Why? 
because we love him. And we are the called. (laughs) We are the called according to his purpose. It's going to be okay. God chose us. And I'm thankful for that. Have an awesome evening. I'm going to get on early tomorrow morning or at least before nine tomorrow. I have some errands to run. I pray that you all have a great night whenever you find the time to listen to this. And please be in prayer about the the conference call. I love to hear your voices. I would love for us to pray um, live together and truly let the whole Holy Spirit move like um, just let the Holy Spirit move. God bless you. I love you all. Have a good night. Bye bye.